When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio. We welcome in Husker standout, All-American, two-time Super Bowl champ with the New England Patriots, and he's done wearing the parka because it's actually warm in New England. Russ Hochstein with us. Russ, uh, it's it's February, it's Super Bowl week, and we thank you kindly for jumping on. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. As long as the weather's like it is outside, it's hard to be complaining. So usually you roadie to Florida. Is that in the works, or is that uh, not doable? I mean, are are you getting warmer climates in the future, <laughs> or are you are you kind of stuck back east? I will. I'm I'm still back east, but uh, my our school break for my children is coming up in another a little over a week. So I will be in Florida for a week coming up, and I can't wait. I, I thought so, but uh, hey, uh, it's going to be quite the the weekend down in, in Arizona with the uh, waste management open going on, and then of course the uh, the Super Bowl. And you know, was that something that was was constantly on your mind, like in your football career? It, it was the Super Bowl something that yeah you want to get to but is it something that was like a focus a driving force for for your for your game oh i absolutely and and fortunately i you know i came in the league in 2001 um with the bucks and and we lost in the first round of the playoffs and then in 02 when i came to new england they had just won it the year before and then the bucks went on and won it and ironic twists so everything has always been centered around the driving force of getting to the playoffs winning getting to your conference championship and Super Bowl. So absolutely, uh, without a doubt, that's, you know, I fell into some teams that, and obviously we went to it uh, often enough when I was here. Um, that was the one thing that drove everybody because there's nothing like winning the Super Bowl, and that is the end and ultimate goal for all players and teams is to get there. And um, I, I don't think there was any other thing you ever thought about all year winning as many games as regular season for good seeding in the playoffs and then get in the playoffs and just find a way to win week after week and get yourself to the big game. And, and uh, I was lucky and fortunate enough to be on some teams that did that. And uh, we won it all and it's nothing like it. So absolutely. And I still get giddy this time of year. Um, I'm totally pumped. I was actually walked into my house about 10 minutes ago and threw on the NFL Network because they got uh, live Super Bowl coverage going on, and it's just fun to watch and see how things have changed over time and what things have stayed the same. Russ, with the Super Bowl, were you able to soak it in, or was it more of a exhale that, all right, it's over and we got it handled, we won it? And you've won two of your Super Bowl wins were in 
dramatic fashion against Carolina by a field goal and Venetieri doing his super toe thing against the Eagles in 39. And I mean, just not only going back to back, but just being able to to, to knock that out. And then, of course, the, the expectation in New England. I mean, that was what you guys were supposed to do was go to a Super Bowl and, and win one. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when, when you're in it, when you're in the middle of it, um, I was asked this question a few years ago. I think when you're in it, you don't really soak it in the the whole, how do I say, the drama of it or the show showcase, you know, side of, of the Super Bowl as a player. You know, you're so focused on, okay, I get to the game. These are the things we got to do. This is what we're going to run, and, and this is how we're going to execute. And in the heat of the game, once that kickoff happens, you know, you're so into the game, you know, and I think it takes you a couple months when you get home from the Super Bowl to really soak it in and go, wow, okay, we were out there for four days. We saw this, this, these things happened, and you, you kind of catch up on them, the media coverage. Because when you're there, I think you really just drown yourself in the football side of it. Um, because you don't want to get lost in all the distractions that, that, that comes with the Super Bowl. And then, you know, and then I've, <laughs> I've been out long enough now, and I can say now I look back and there's little tiny things I remember that when I played it really wasn't on my mind, and now you look back and you watch things, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was going on when I was there too. You know, they always <laughs> talk about uh, announcements for the Hall of Fame and things like that, and we totally – you kind of blew right over that when you're playing, and then. Uh, but as a fan now and being out of it for a while, those are things that come back to you. Russ, take me back to that 2003 season where, you know what, you were still a guy who was young in the league, learning, trying to to earn some snaps. Then the postseason rolls around, and you start earning a lot more snaps. And uh, I'm pretty sure you had some pretty talented offensive linemen ahead of you on the depth chart to start that 2003 season. And I ask because there's a current. Uh, former Husker on the Philadelphia Eagles that's been biding his time uh, sitting in the wings. And you never know, he may earn himself some playing time in the Super Bowl. It, it'd uh, probably be, God forbid, an injury to Jason Kelsey that would allow that. But tell me about that experience of, you know what, biding your time on a really high-level championship team. And then, you know what, when the postseason rolls around, you get your chances. Oh, absolutely. I was, um, you know, I, I was always, I came in, I was young. Um, I came to this team and then I had made one start previous to starting in the playoffs uh, on our 03 Super Bowl run. And uh, I performed well enough that they, they trusted me. And I was kind of a swing guy. So I played either guard center, both guard center. I could be an emergency tackle. And then they used me at other spots, whether it be tight end and fullback and, and different uh, sets and things like that on offense. And uh, I was smart enough to learn and be able to do those things and, and play it. You know, I could be plugged in at any time and help. And uh, I just, I really think my coach, my O-line coach, Dante Skarnacki, who's one of the greatest of all time as an O-line coach probably in the NFL, and uh, he just prepared everybody. Whether you're in, you're the, if you're suiting up on a Sunday, um, your mentality was, I can go in and play at any moment, and you have to be clued into the game, you have to know what's going on, and we followed all the sideline adjustments, you're always a part of all those huddles and things like that, and uh you know, and I, God forbid, and, and God bless me, I was able to go in and at a, a moment's notice and then the playoffs and then never look back from there on playing in that run of uh, the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, and I was just part of the group. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the seventh, eighth, or ninth guy in your line. Everybody works together. You're a band of brothers. You're a group, and everybody knows it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's little things that separate somebody who starts 15 games a year from another kid who probably swings three or four games a year as a backup. So um, you always have to be ready. 
And, uh, and sometimes, uh, actually, with the times I started, I thought it was sometimes easier because you just knew you were going to be in there as a, as a backup. You always had the nerves like, oh, my God, three-quarters of this game went by. Now I'm getting plugged in. These guys are all lathered up and ready to roll and got the flow and the momentum of the game, and now i got to come in and catch up. And, um, but I was lucky enough to be able to do that and, and, and play at a good level and a high level with those guys and, and um, just help my team win. Russ Holkstein, few minutes, Super Week, and it's uh, Super Bowl thoughts from a two-time champ with the Patriots. And uh, Russ, a great Husker, uh, late 90s, as he went on to, to win a couple of rings with New England. So, Russ, uh, let's get into Coach Belichick and what, what's the, the trait – or personality um, part of him that, that has stood out to you as you look back at, at how he's been so good for so long, winning championships. What When it came to leadership of the team, and you're professional, I, I get it, but how did uh, Belichick get all of those ingredients to, to cook? Well, I think he, he was completely – uh, determined. I, I always feel like if you weren't in the playoffs or you weren't in the Super Bowl, it's a failure. <laughs> as simple as that. Like yeah. I, I just think he he has been around the league so long. Um, he knew what it took to get there, and he's been to so many of them. He knew how to to coach a team to get to that point. Um, you know, the season is a little bit of a marathon, and it's not always how you start, but it's definitely how you finish. And a big part of that was once we got to November. Um, Thanksgiving, that's when we used to kind of joke, that's when the real season started because that's when you put your late season push on, prove who you are, play at a high level, um, execute, you know, down in and down, you know, down in, down out, and things like that, and uh, and really turn the tide for your season. And uh, he did that better than anybody. And, and as detailed of a man as he is, he spread that to his team, you know, whether it was situational football, um, whether it's how to handle a fumble on the sideline, whether you're on the offense or defensive side. Um, you know, what do you do if, if you're, you know, you got a minute 30 left, no timeouts, the ball's on a certain yard line, you need a field goal. You know, he made sure the team was always clued into all of the details that he worried about so that there was no, um, you know, mis- misconception about what we're going to do at the end of the game. And we we're very well prepared at all times. And I think that's what drove him for all those years. And then, of course, you got to have good talent, the Tom Brady's of the world, and and good defensive players. You know the the Mike Vrabels and guys like that, and and um, you know you put it together and you hope it works, and it, and uh, your players have to execute. And for the most part, over twenty years, they have here. How did he motivate? Was it was it fear? Was it man? This guy's giving me a chance, so I have loyalty to him. What what made guys want to play? So well, or was it intrinsic with with just the, the the personalities he collected and signed and drafted? A little bit of all of that, but I would say the biggest motivating factor is winning. Um, you don't get older veterans to come to your team and buy in right away without being a winning franchise. Um, I think that's single. You know, first and foremost. Second is yes, it's reading the players you have, putting the the personalities together that will get along, that'll work together, that'll row the boat all in the same direction. And, um, you know, and, and maybe there's some new guys coming in and there's a little bit of fear down there at the bottom when you're first starting out. And then there's praise as you get older. And uh, so he knows how to, to do that really well. And that comes from years of coaching experience. And uh, he did it as well as any coaching or as I, I should say this, 
of all the teams I was on, he did it as just as well as anybody, if not better. And, and that's probably also another big reason why he's one of the greatest of all time at that. So, um, but winning was number one. And he used to have a saying, winning is good for all. You win, a lot of your problems go away, or they at least can be pushed off. If you lose, it all comes to the top, and that's when you have problems. So uh, um, winning is good for all, and it motivates everyone. Russ, in your opinion, how important is the the coaching factor whenever you're evaluating this Super Bowl? I mean, you played under Bill Belichick, one of the greatest to ever do it, and the Chiefs have another guy who's probably going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it, and Andy Reid going up against Nick Sirianni, who's a little bit on the younger side, hasn't been there and done that. And I want to get your take. How important is that going to be in a game like this where the Eagles have the talent edge on the roster, but I think the Chiefs have the talent edge in the coaching box? I would, I would, agree, I would agree with both statements. Uh, I think both sides are extremely talented, whether it's coaching staffs or players. So first and foremost, you know, you don't get to where you get without being talented on both sides. But, yes, I, I, I do think um, the Chiefs sideline has probably more experience. They've already been in a Super Bowl. They've been in one not too long ago. And, um, you know, going back to just our own thoughts of, like, the Bill Belichick world and the era that we were here, you know, you know how to warm up for games. There's little tweaks that come into a Super Bowl that can really throw people off and distractions that throw people off. And, and if you've been through it, um, I think you know how to manage it better maybe a little bit and how to handle distractions, how to keep your team focused at the right time and on an upward trend as you get into the game. Um, so there's not this whole, hey, we have all this hype, and then there's a letdown, you know, right for the Super Bowl for some teams and things like that, and you come out and you be ready to play. The other thing is, Veteran staffs in the Super Bowl always, and I remember Bill saying this too, the game is played completely different from first half to second half. It may not always appear that way on TV, but whether it's calls, adjustments, you know, momentum swings, because it's, it's not really a home field advantage. And uh, the Super Bowl, and then there's, it's the longer time out or halftime in between and all those things, and they play into this where, where you know, emotionally as a player, you're, you know, you gotta you gotta kind of handle the the distraction of that longer half. That hey, come in, start talk slow. You know, work your way up as you get out of the door and be ready to warm back up for the second half because it is longer and it's something you're not used to. So, older staffs or I should say more veteran staffs probably know that. Um, younger staffs might may not know that. Um, but again, talent usually will find a way to percolate to the top and can win a game. So it doesn't matter whether you've been in one of these or thirty of these. Um, you know, and, and how the ball bounces, whether you turn the ball over or whether you don't, will have a huge impact on who wins and loses. Russ Hochstein talking Super Bowl 57 and his memories of the Super Bowl with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Russ, is there a kind of a flashbulb moment or memory for you with, with Tom Brady, either in a huddle or a big play or a moment in one of the Super Bowls? I, I always uh, – that's a great question. I have a lot of great memories of the Super Bowls. But uh, I just remember my first one in 03 uh, in Houston when we came out and standing in the tunnel, they held us back for like, you know, 20 seconds. We all came out of the locker room, and then they kind of held us by uh, the overhang where they come out, and it was kind of dark because they were going to open this thing and all the, the smoke and fire and all that goes off. And I just remember looking at how quiet – um, and all the years I played football, you know, you got guys screaming, yelling, ready to rock and roll, and how quiet it was, you know, as a group. Like, we're, we're, we're rocked in, guys. Were, and I remember Tom was always at the front of that because he'd run out and do his famous let's go at the other end. And I just remember him turning around, Troy Brown and a few others, and just the looks on everybody's face like, here we go. And it was, there wasn't, 
there wasn't a smile. There wasn't a nervous look. It was just that dead stare of let's rock and roll. And, and uh, I'll never forget that to this day, what it's that first time running out on the field for a Super Bowl was like. And uh, I remember looking at all those guys as they were out in the front of the, the pack um, standing there, and it was like, well, those are the guys we're all relying on. Their, their leadership, they've been through it. Here we go. And uh, definitely great memories. And, and there's some things I probably never can repeat either because of the language, but uh, we had some good huddles. <laughs> we have a bleep. <laughs> I don't want you to lose it. I don't want you to lose it, guys. Russ Hochstein's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Russ, when you look back at those Super Bowl memories, I just need to know, what's the better memory in your mind? Is it hoisting the Lombardi Trophy on the field following the game, or is it that Super Bowl parade the next weekend in, uh, in Boston? Oh, I got to uh, – they're both awesome. Um, probably the field, being on the field, though, and having your family come down. I don't know if they're allowing it like they used to when we were there. But as players, we used to find our families in the stands and get them down on the field and the confetti's coming down. I don't know if there's if there's much of a better feeling than that um, to have because you're standing on the field, you're just done with the game, it's raw emotion, everybody's looking at each other, and you're like, man, we just did this. And your family gets to stand next to you and celebrate. It means a lot. You know, the parade – the parade is a whole other different level because you just can't believe this many people come out to celebrate with you driving down the street um, and a bunch of duck boats. And uh, that's pretty amazing in itself. But uh, I would have to say I'd probably lean towards the field just because your family can be a part of it. Well, Russ, before we get you out of here, who do you think is going to be hoisting that Lombardi trophy this year? Is that parade going to Philly or is it going to Kansas City? Uh, I believe it's going to Kansas City. And, the, and, I, and I would say that because – I think there's – you, you touched on some of these points earlier. I think there's a little bit more experience on that side, both coaching and players. Players have been through it. Um, and I think their quarterback's a little bit uh, – he's, he's definitely got a longer tenure than the other one and has been through it um, and been through it in the last few years. So I, I like their chances a lot. Um, but we can't sleep. No one can sleep on the Eagles as well. I think they're a loaded roster, and so we'll see what happens when they come out and – and uh, that ball's kicked off. Russ Oakstein with us. Russ, enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks for sharing your time playing in the Super Bowl, and, and always great to get caught up with you again, man. Well, guys, I hope if you're, if you're betting on the Eagles, I hope you win. If you're betting on the Chiefs, I hope you win. But uh, who knows? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm betting on the Gatorade bath color. Yeah, Elijah's <laughs> diving into a whole different side bet. I like it. Russ, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have fun and enjoy the weekend.